All right, welcome to Two Sons Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This is going to be potentially put out in two parts because we're going to be covering the Bad Batch, which has returned. Bad bitch. And you bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Luke, uh, um, Luke just finished the sixth and final book uh, from Timothy Zahn, yeah. Canon. Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff. I'm so now we're going to be. You are officially a Thrawnite. <laughs> I am. I am currently about uh, three fourths of the way through the fourth book for my yeah. second time through. I've just been ripping through it again. I'm moving, and uh, my wife and I are going through a move. It's our ninth move since 2015. Can you believe that, dude? That's that too many. It is too many. Oh my gosh! And you know this what's funny? Will be the last one. I haven't gotten any better at it. Dude, no, you can't be good at moving. There's nothing efficient about it. There's nothing like, efficient about it. The only, actually, I take that back. The only thing that's efficient about moving is you can get rid of stuff, like a lot. So that is the name of the game. I 100% agree. I'm a big like inventory, let's throw away stuff uh, type of person. That said, it like opens up a whole other list of issues having uh, having to do with disposing of things I know. that you want to get rid of. No, like seriously. it's crazy. And and uh, we don't live next to a dump. Like no, the, it's not easy. Going to the dump from our places is what like 35, 40 minutes one way. Yeah, you have to go all the way out of town. Now there are I don't know if you've heard about this. Tanks. But you can you can well the, the well they have like the um like the green bags you can buy at Home Depot. You, you can also have like oh. a dumpster dropped off, but those are like kind of convoluted. Right. right. One of the things you can do. Did you know that I think it's only fifty bucks? But if you just like call the local trash company, they'll come out to your house and just take whatever's in your driveway. What? So you, my brother taught me this. So like you can just. Like kind of like when they do brush and bulky, you just put a bunch of trash out by the street, and then like Stop. the trash people come and just grab it. Yeah, dude, a Matt, a Matt Timph original. Okay, yes. Not to get changer. too far down this. <laughs> if you're into local <laughs> trash disposal in Tucson, we're about to talk about Bad Batch. But if you want to talk about trash, here we are. No, dude, I literally spent like a hundred and twenty dollars throwing away two rolls of carpet at. Like, you know, there's like the brush area that mm. you can drop off. Well, we went there not knowing that they didn't take actual garbage. And they're like, yeah, we can take it, but it's going to be $120 for us to take two rolls of carpet. Anyways, okay. It, it will, yeah, yeah, we don't Anyways. have to get down the road, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. I'm dealing with a move. We're both, uh, Luke and I are both about to put skis on snow for the first time ever on Friday. Not first no. time ever. First time first in this, time this year, year. First time this on year. On Friday. Yeah. Um, we so, are so stoked. I hustled. You just finished your last shift, so yep. you're off. I uh, did. I recorded three different shows today for the volume. That are one of them's going to go out tomorrow, so, and another one's going out on Saturday. So, like, officially, we are off. We are officially yeah. on vacation. We're starting our vacation, Yee. breaking down Star Wars. Yeah. But tomorrow is just prepping for the trip, and then we're driving up to Mount Humphreys, which, if you guys didn't know, is of an uh, old dormant volcanic range yes. in northern Arizona. And it's a scientific name for snowball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a scientific name for snowball. But it's a it's a uh, my favorite place to ski in Arizona. Yeah. In terms of the total experience, the first of yeah, it's a vibe. Then we're going to Breck in early February. Breckenridge, yeah. Probably do a couple day trips too. Yeah. Um, skiing. Looking forward yeah. to it, man. I think mm-hmm. we should. I think we should ski at least five times together this this winter. I think that's a goal. Yes, and Let's I think we should get in some day trips. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how we're gonna have to do it. Day yeah. trips are a little tougher down here in Tucson, but we make it happen. Yep. Dude, so what are your thoughts on Bad Batch? I want I want to know what you're thinking about. You've watched three episodes so far. Like macro view, yay or nay? So okay, so I'm really curious. I I want. I You're gonna spin you... my question on a question? No, no, no. Because I, I want, I want to, I want you to 
dri- I, I told Luke before this episode I wanted him to drive it. And, and I got the main nervous. Reason why, I got nervous. I tried to put it back on Jay immediately. <laughs> well, there's two reasons why. Because, one, when we get to the throne, which will be the second half of the show, which we'll probably release in a separate episode a couple days from now. But it, when we get to Thrawn, like, it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. And I finished that book probably like two months ago. So I wanted you to lead that just because it's fresh in your mind. It'll remind me of things, which will just kind of get us interested again. But with with Bad Batch, I'll be honest. Like the you don't the, like it. The, it's not that I don't like it. I do enjoy it. There's a lot okay. of things that I like. Okay, for starters, the combat and the visuals are incredible. Incredible. They're truly incredible. Yeah, incredible. Like I I, I was literally thinking that tonight because we we watched the third episode of season two today uh, tonight together right before we watched this and. The level of effort and energy that Dave Filoni and uh, and Lucasfilm has put into to or Disney, I should say, into really, really making the combat scenes in Clone Wars right. super, super like visceral and mm-hmm. like making you and that goes all the way back to the original Clone Wars. Yeah, like, right, right. Like think season one. Battle of Geonosis, oh, yeah. like a three episode arc where it's like this is war. For you know sure, what I mean? and and like so detailed to the point where. If you look at a battle scene, like I started watching like the peripheral of battle scenes just because it was so cool how much detail they'd put in. Like clones doing badass stuff, like punching droids in the face. Like, <laughs> and it's just like often like the side corner, right? And then it's just like, wow, they're like, they're actually putting so much effort into that. And I totally agree. Like the combat scenes, especially in this third episode. So this is a breakdown of episodes one through three, obviously. But uh, I made Jason uh, rewind it a couple times just because the the scene was so cool, right? It's like Crosshair is lining up a shot, and all of a sudden, like, a uh, droid commando just drops down from the ceiling and starts strangling him. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And that's, that's like, it's so funny because, you know, people people would listen to us talk about this, and they're like, you guys are grown men watching you guys are grown men watching cartoons. It's like, yeah, it's like, yes, it's a cartoon, but it's it's so much more than that. Like, it adds a ton to Star Wars, and the amount of effort that they put into it is is incredible. And it's 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 pretty intense sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the third episode was actually pretty heavy. Um, so so, but you don't seem like a huge fan of it. Well, well, first of all, to your to your point, like like uh, um, screw you if you're like gonna talk down on anybody for watching a cartoon or to watch True. anything. Like, there's a lot of people that enjoy anime. True. First of all, sports. Like, I mean, I'm as big a basket basketball literally dominates my entire life. Right, and it's it's we put on shorts and tank tops and we dribble a piece of rubber filled with air on the ground and try <laughs> and to throw it into a basket sweat on each other that's suspended 10 <laughs> feet above the ground yeah and, and if we do it better than the other guy we talk shit to them and do all right this stuff. like it, it really is juvenile at its core every oh. just about everything we do and like there are a lot of people that are into different types of fiction and true and those sorts of things i don't think there's any sort of negativity there and to your point about clone wars like clone wars has like a, a children's element to it mm-hmm. Um, like, like for instance, Omega is, is kind of brings this ch- childlike element right, to it. Right. Um, it, like this weird thing where the, the bad batch is like trying to use stun on everybody. Dude, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> like what's up They with that? are stunners. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I was totally going to bring that up. You're like, okay, like let's not dive down into the notes this, this episode. I was like, yeah, I like that. And so I was like deleting stun guns no, no, no. off we of can, my... No, no, we're, <laughs> no, We can talk about whatever you want. My, no, I, know, I wanted you, I, my thing was worked. We're, uh, my point we're is experimenting without notes. No, because I, I wanted to, I just want to, I want you to lead this the way yeah. that you want to lead it. No, I agree. Like, and Stunna is one of the things we have to talk about. Stunna is destroyed. 
distracting. Yes. Stunna is distracting, especially when it's like followed up immediately by not Stunna and like explosions and, exactly. and clones and clones getting, you know, blown up by rockets and droids, right? It doesn't I, I think here's here's the deal. Okay, so Let's break it down. So season one finishes with this. We see unresolved conflict with the Bad Batch and Crosshair, right? Mm -hmm. And they essentially leave him on the platform that they discuss in in the third episode. But Crosshair does help them at one point. He he helps them big time. And then the big thing is we find out that Crosshair actually removed his inhibitor chip. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. So that's like the big part of it. Is that is a big deal. Like w- when they're having like essentially a heart to heart, he's like, no, like I removed my inhibitor chip a long time ago. And so, so uh, we see also the transition, which is heavily implied in the third episode of season two. We see the transition of the clones essentially being disregarded or discarded by the Empire being replaced by regular humans. And we see that in the form even of like um, TK troopers at that one base um, where I think, what are they trying to do? They're trying to go save Gregor. Yes. Uh, the clone com- commander, right? Or commando. Um, so, so there's this big transition happening. And then essentially like episodes one and two can just be summed up into Dooku's lair. Right? Yes. They're trying to infiltrate Dooku's lair. They're trying to... And really quick, a, a funny scene where the clones are firing stun guns at, at everybody, but then suddenly uh, Wrecker rips off a barrel from a Separatist tank I and know. just starts unloading on clones, <laughs> just murdering them in cold <laughs> tank blood. I know. While the guys next to him are firing stun rounds. Like, come right. on. <laughs> so so I think a big, big circle <laughs> is this, is the Bad Batch still looks at the clones as their brothers, right? Yes, so even though, even though the regs, as they call them, uh, essentially you know, look, look down at the Bad Batch. They don't feel good about killing them. No, they don't feel good about killing them. Of course them, Because they worked with those dudes, right? So essentially episodes one and two is Dooku's lair. Um, and then episode three is you know, the addition of Crosshair back into the mix. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that he's starting to have some turmoil in uh, his lifestyle now. I mean, think about it. Him and his brothers essentially used to be gallivanting around the galaxy, doing good, and then now he's sleeping on a cold, hard, shitty empire bed. Looks like a prison cell. Yeah, eating trash meals. All of his soldiers hate him. All of all of his brothers hate him, right? And then uh, also his his uh, admiral admiral um, Rampart Rampart is essentially just a mega a hole yes to him so i think i think i i honestly think in season two we're going to see the complete resolve of crosshair's conflict and i think we will see him get back to the bad batch yeah i think him and then i i think commander cody is going to play some kind of role um you know it's interesting because there is there is a lot of stuff that i'm somewhat interested in as it pertains to uh star wars lore like right this idea of like the the Empire basically running around sending governors to different planets and being like, We're we own this place now. And they're getting them to believe it too. They're yeah. almost like brainwashing the governors who they're implanting there. Like uh, I forget his name, but he gets he gets abducted essentially and he's like, I'm the rightful governor of this planet and everyone's like, What? Like did you live here before? Mm-hmm. Like what the f- Well well there there's that scene where literally the girl's like like basically saying, like, No, you don't understand, like 
we were defending ourselves against right. an unlawful occupation of our world, you know? Right. And, and, but like, there's, there's, there's a lot of like formation of the empire stuff. Interesting, uh, interesting elements like the, the governors getting in, implemented, the, uh, clones kind of getting slowly phased out. Right. Um, Cody is just the next in a long line of clones that appear to be uh, having second thoughts about Order sixty six. Yeah. So whatever the inhibitor chip is, it clears. It clearly has like a dis like a like an effect that seems to be waning. Right. As it pertains to most of these clones, That's a good way to and so it, yeah, there is a lot of interesting stuff there. I like for instance, I thought uh, it was really interesting in season one how uh, Palpatine clearly wanted to keep one of the Camino higher ups oh, right. basically to help do cloning research which as yeah. we know is like a huge part of like unfortunately it's a huge part in modern yeah, unfortunately star wars. it's a huge part in modern star wars <laughs> because we get uh second palpatine and actually it's probably like third fourth fifth or sixth palpatine yeah, so, but so, who knows yeah one of one of palpatine's many essence transfers oh. Yeah, um, but like, like subtle. there, there is a bunch of stuff that like that, that's interesting. That's taking place. Like in general, right. you and I from, from Andor have always had an appreciation for like diving deeper into Imperial politics right. and understanding those cor- uh, types of things. Like right. even just from our time reading Thrawn, we have an appreciation for the, uh, the Imperial Navy mm-hmm. and all the dynamics there. Like it's interesting to me, like vice Admiral is a rank that we never even saw during yeah. uh, the Thrawn uh, trilogy, it seemed to go from um, Commodore straight to Admiral to Grand Admiral, um, which I thought was interesting. But, but it might have something to do with like his relationship with Tarkin. Um, it varies. It's very clear through the two seasons so far, one and a half seasons of of um, Bad Batch, that uh, Tarkin is essentially like Palpatine's right hand man in the right. early phases of the empire as he's establishing everything. Right. Um, and it, it, like Vader's kind of off dealing with the Jedi, uh, the remnants of the Jedi and like Tarkin's kind of like establishing Imperial governance exactly. around he, the he, galaxy. He is ex- mm-hmm. He's establishing the government, which mm-hmm. is the empire. Right. But like, but like, to, so my, my thing with bad batch and I, and I am enjoying it. Um, there, there to me, there's not any truly compelling character. Hmm. So, for instance, like when we're watching Andor, it's, okay. I it's can like agree. I can agree. And and for the record, I am enjoying Bad Batch. Right. Well, it's Star Wars content, and yeah. it's not trash. So yeah, we're loving exactly. It, right? Like I enjoyed watching that episode tonight, yeah. and, and I've enjoyed watching uh, these this season and a half. But like I look at it like this: like when we're watching Andor, there's this like oh, like we're learning about Mon Mothma. Yeah. And like how she got to where she was. True. Excuse me, as the head of the uh, of the rebellion. You know, Cassie Andor is a character that we have investment in from Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, Saw Guerrero has elements. Like, we're expecting to see potentially Grand Admiral Thrawn. There, there seems like real stakes with the development of the Rebellion yeah. and all these kinds of uh, these things. And even with the Thrawn books, like, we we feel a connection to Thrawn that we know is going to manifest in live action Should we show in a everyone big our way. <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. No, but, but I like, totally agree. Like it, it you, we're, we're we're tied to these characters. We're we're tied to that huge storyline, which mm. is which is the heart of Star Wars. A lot of it, and 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 Bad Batch does seem a little bit satellite. Yeah, right? it's it. What it, it it seems to me like there is some like like I said, there is some story elements that I find interesting, but. The AKA lion share like of it is getting shut down, and yeah, and the co- like Camino getting shut down. The transition to to human soldiers, the right. remnants of the inhibitor chips, the imperial governance, all those things we talked about. But like, it's it's to me the the it kind of feels more like 
this is a phrase that I used ironically when I first saw Rogue One. But I think Rogue One had a lot deeper of a story. But like I use the phrase Star Wars porn. That to uh, me is kind of what cl- this uh, this Bad yeah. Batch is. Is It's like, do you want to see some Star Wars combat? <laughs> yeah. Like in <laughs> high doses with some mild story material. It's like a like, Star Wars peep show. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And like, and, 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 and I'm enjoying funny. it. But like, let me be clear. Like, you know what I can't wait for is a month and a half from now when we're breaking down Mandalorian season three. Agreed. Or, you know, four or five months from now when we're breaking down Ahsoka. Yeah. Or whatever other shows that are on the horizon. Like, I, I do enjoy like i you know you guys are going to see like uh just what you guys think we're thrawn freaks just wait until they find out how much we are bane, bane. freaks yeah. <laughs> that those tattoos we can actually yeah actually that those ones we will reveal yeah but like yeah so i i it's it's definitely not my favorite star wars okay. show ever I like the honesty um, but that was a big part of why i wanted you to lead this and i didn't say that to you before <laughs> because i didn't want to give it away but I like hear you I can tell that you're more passionate about it than me. So I, I want you to yeah. talk about why you love hmm. uh, Bad Batch Dude, so it's much. probably way deeper than what actually Bad Batch is. Bad Batch is. So number one, my, my brother, who's a big Star Wars fan too, shout out to Mike. Um, he isn't too, too impressed by Bad Batch either. I think what, what does it for me with Bad Batch is essentially it's reminiscent of the style of Star Wars that Clone Wars is. And there's a place in my heart, which is Clone Wars, that, like, for some reason just means so, so much to me. Like, uh, Clone Wars, the cartoon series, uh, really, like, kind of sparked, again, my my love for Star Wars. Like, I always grew up loving Star Wars. It was always a huge part of my life. And then, I don't know, things happen. Like, life's hap- like life happens, right? You get really, really busy in college or whatever. And in Clone Wars, uh, the TV series was like literally how I, how I would take study breaks from, and you know how hard I worked. On yeah, I remember. Yeah, when I, so like, this was actually cow. funny. So like Luke and I's friend, you can get the intro to Luke and I's friendship. This is actually funny. So I was living in a house with um, my buddy Johnny and my buddy Matt. Um, that was like ten minutes away from the U of A campus. And, uh, that house was owned by, uh, Johnny's family and we kind of like different people that we were friends with would kind of move into that house. So like at one point I moved out and Luke moved in and I went to go play basketball in college. So I was out of state. And so Luke was like kind of ingratiating himself with our friend group and, and I, but I wasn't around for that. And then like Matt went off to, to coach East and like in came, uh, or Matt, I think state Johnny left to go to Austin and then Kevin came in and like his little brother came in. It was all these different guys living in this house, but that that house was basically like home base for us. It was like a non-official frat house for for people who weren't in a frat and who like kind of knew each other, but didn't like, it was an odd house. It was a cool house. Exactly. But it was an odd house. Yeah. But like I, I uh, met Luke when I finally moved home and to be honest, like for the first year and a half, two years that we knew each other when I was in Tucson, like, I would always see him in passing and it'd be the same thing every time. Like nicest guy ever, like had a beer in his hands. Like, Hey man, it's good to see you. Like, like, hope, yeah. how's everything going? Good. Cool. Hey, listen, I got to go back and study, but Hey, it was good to see you. And, like, it'd be these like short little, yeah. like 90 second bursts. And then he'd disappear off into and his bedroom and study. But you, you did that, that because like life. you were laser focused on getting your degree and I respected right. the hell out right. of you for it. But like, you, there were, like, I didn't see much of you at that. Phase, no, you're totally you know? right. Like, yeah. Doctor doctorates don't happen overnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, come to find out. 
but and, and and so point being is is Clone Wars was legitimately one of my escapes that I'd utilize on a regular basis in order to clear my mind from the stresses mm-hmm. of school. And and so it holds a really it holds almost like a sacred place in my brain. So Bad Batch feels like Clone Wars, and I think that's why I like it so much. It's because it's easy to turn on. It's easy to watch. There's still some meaning, but I know I can turn it off and go about my day and not not be like terribly, terribly moved by it, you know, to where it's like I'm thinking about it, you know, in two hours. It's just mm-hmm. it's like a nice, easy Star Wars watch, and I think that's what I'm enjoying about this season as well. And to your point, too, um, it it does feel a little bit like kind of removed from the main storyline to the point where when we saw Cody in episode three, that was like the most entrenched I've felt in Bad Batch just because he's a character that we know and love. He's a character that we know meant so much to um, Obi-Wan and he's a character that ultimately turned on Obi-Wan. So it was like really cool to be able to see, oh, like what happened with Commander Cody? And finally we understand, oh, he went AWOL, mm-hmm. uh, which was like, it was a really cool like roundabout way to, to see like, okay, what's Commander Cody up to? Because we see a lot of other clones and we, we see what they're up to, right? We see Rex, we see Gregor, um, we see Commander Wolf. Right, so it was really dope to see what what Cody was up to. Well, and Cody in particular was, um, he was somebody that was portrayed as a, not just a, you know, teammate slash soldier, you know, brother in arms with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but also as like a friend. Right. And, um, you know, watching him turn the tank on Obi-Wan as he's running along the mountainside, like that's the last we see of Cody. Right. You know, so to like see that, um, it, it may, it makes sense for him to kind of snap back to reality. Totally. Um, and that's something I'm enjoying. You know, I, I, I also have a similar love for Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, but the one thing that makes it different for me is like, I, I really enjoy Star Wars content regardless of the type, but I've always personally been especially attached to the force storylines. Yeah, um, I see. Which which is something I've always really enjoyed about Thrawn is they they do a really like subtle job they of do. kind of like bringing the force Anakin into shows Thrawn. up. Yeah, yeah. well, that and then like all the the chaos navigation and stuff like right. that. But like essentially, to me, I what I appreciated, like for instance, the last four episodes of Clone Wars, the uh, that were released post Disney, they are in my like top five Star Wars moments for me. Wow. Um, like wow, Ahsoka's last fight with Maul. Uh, the Order sixty six, uh, like all, all everything yeah. about uh, everything with Rex, everything about that that I loved. But when I look back at Clone Wars, like to me, the thing that I appreciate the most about it is the deeper um, dive into Obi Wan, into Anakin, into yeah. other Jedi, and into in Ahsoka, mm-hmm. who like. You know, like Ahsoka's, you know, like Luke and I have our our fan fanhood. Like we're big fans of Bane, we're big fans of Thrawn. I, Luke and I are huge Ahsoka fans, right. and like when Ahsoka becomes on the forefront, that's going to be a big moment for us too yeah, in live cool. action. Uh, but it's one of those things where I've always appreciated it. But like the Bad Batch is kind of like Clone Wars without the Jedi. And I think that's mm. what's I think that's what's You're kind right. of deadening it a You're little right. bit for me. Dude, and it's funny because that's totally that's totally believable because the the really the only scene that I've heard you talk about 
uh, regarding Bad Batch is the opening, opening scene. scene with Caleb Doom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which well, is dude, Jedi related. First of all, right? Order sixty six scenes get me every time. Yeah, they're in, they're uh, they're very moving. They're very powerful. This is a, a crazy time in the galaxy where literally the galaxy turned and an entire galaxy turned in an instant. In an instant. In an instant. Like yeah. like if George Lucas's uh, greatest achievement, in my opinion, is like he pulled off like, hey, I'm going to tell you what happens in the future first, right. And then I'm gonna go back, but you're still gonna be completely jaw dropped when the when yeah. the, the thing happens. And like George you know it's yeah. gonna happen, but like you you're literally sitting there the whole time like Anakin Skywalker, like that's Darth Vader, that's Darth Vader when we're kids and we're watching right. those movies. And then like like the and it all it all just makes sense. Like and this is one of my favorite things about Darth Bane is like the the whole plot line of Darth Bane is basically built around this idea that he uh, identified the way to win. And the way to right. win was subtlety right. in, in 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 like behind the scenes, not in open warfare. Yeah. Open warfare and like Palpatine's plan to overthrow the Republic was genius. Oh, it was incredible! It, it was the only way to do it, probably. Yeah, it was right. like it was probably the only way it yeah. could have been done. And he and, did it, and and, and and he did it, and like that. That's what makes it so. It, it just makes it, it just makes it, that that. Order 66 is like the glue that ties all of Star Wars together yeah. in a lot of ways because it just it just is the the fulcrum on which the entire stakes of the universe hang on. It's something yeah. I've always appreciated. So yeah. again, I'm enjoying Bad Batch and we're going to continue to for the, sure. The, the 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 plan over the course of the uh, the next 6 months or so is going to be we're going to hit on Bad Batch every week. We're going to hit on our books that we're reading every week. We're going to yeah. continue to hit on those things. Um we're not going to not cover it by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm always, oh, I'll cover I've it, always Jay. been a Jay, big, I'll cover it. Okay. I've always been a you big believer in being authentic, and I enjoy I enjoy Bad Batch. It's just not I agree. my favorite. You know? Yeah, we need to stay authentic on this show for sure. But yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I'm excited for the next uh, next batch of batch episodes, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll see where it goes. 